Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. And welcome to a brand new episode of Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Today's guest, for we have seen her on our screens for the last eight years in TOWIE, and then lately she's been doing a brand new series called Baby Steps, um, which follows her life with her little baby Brody, and it's so absolutely gorgeous. Today we welcome Georgia Kasulu. Hello. Hello. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for having me. How are you? Good. And do you know what? It's really nice to have a day out. I know, you're really making the most of it and I really appreciate that. I got here early just to have like a bit of peace, you know, just to sit and enjoy the moment. I can't tell you the amount of times, I don't think I've ever, ever turned up to the studio and a guest has been here before me. I, I like it a lot. Thank you. This is the vibe I'm on now. You know, enjoy every moment. You have to. But I, I, so we were talking about, you know, when you do have that time away from your kids, you know, how you spend it. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm awful. I cram far too much into a day. Yeah. And then I don't have that, like you're going out for lunch. I mean, I am going out for dinner tonight. Nice. So that, that is nice. Fine. That's good. But I feel like we've given you a day. You have. And I'm really happy about it. Because you know what? Even when, you know, I have like the nan's rounds, as in like my mum or Tommy's mum. Yeah. I'm still there. Yeah. Um, and you just do things, don't you? But it's actually nice just come here into London, which is a day out for me anyway, because mm-hmm. I barely leave Brentwood. <laughs> and then just like, yeah, just be a bit me. Just be me for the day, because I generally do forget that I am me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's so hard. Well, um, and there's always so much to do. So, you know, like when the nan's around, there's always other stuff mm-hmm. yeah. to, to be getting on with. Well, when they're around, I'm like, right, do you know what? I'm going to put that wash in a way that I've literally left for about a month. Yeah. Because them jobs, I can't do. I mean, I've got my stair gates now, which I now can do them. Yeah. But you know, before I'm like, how people actually do that because he's just going to go down the stairs you know like <laughs> so anyway so when they're round, I do jobs so yeah here I'm enjoying my here with you my moment with you and then yeah nice day out 
<laughs> nice, there we go. Do you know what? I can remember, remember though, having... So my uh, firstborn, Buzz, I remember taking, taking him home. And even things like going to the toilet, having a shower, I had no idea how I was meant to do those things with no. the baby around. Because yeah. no one really talks you through... How do you do that? How do you make that work? Yeah. You find your way. Yeah. But yeah. it's awkward, ain't it? It is. I remember thinking, I remember saying to someone like, well, how do I make dinner then? And they're like, well, you just put them in like a little chair. I'm like, yeah, but say they cry. And then no one told me that now he crawls. I mean, trying to do anything. Different ball game. It is. I only do like the dishwasher, the washing when he naps. And then sometimes I, re- like, I rebel and I'm like, No. Actually, he's asleep for two hours. I'm just going to sit here with a cup of tea and watch anything on TV. It's my time. But that's so good, though. And it's good I for do you get to like that. that, though. You know, and I'm like, I have a row of myself. I'm like, no, do you know what? I deserve me time. Um, but, yeah, it's a balance, ain't it? But if we don't do that, if we don't take that, like, snatch that time when yeah. we can, it is that constant. You're constantly doing, doing, doing. And it's... by the time you get to bed, you're just absolutely knackered. Do you ever do, you know, like, say Brody goes to bed at seven yeah. on average... Sometimes I will be so tired I could go to bed at like nine, but I'm like, do you know what? No, no, I'm staying up. I'm staying up. This is my time. And then I think, what am I doing? But I'm like, no, no, because sometimes if he goes to bed late, I feel like, well, I only have an hour and a half of me time. And then I'm tired, but I'm like, I, I won't give in. I'm like, no, I'm staying up. I'm watching anything on TV. There's nothing on TV, but I'm like, I'm watching it because it's my time. I'm watching this really boring documentary about something I don't care about just because it's, it's my, my time. time. And in the morning, I'm like, why did I do that? I'm knackered. I'm knackered. Neil will get up so early as well. It's always the way, isn't it? Um, but yeah, it's funny, isn't it? It's How like, is he sleeping now? Is he sleeping through? Do you know what? He's always been a good sleeper. That is, I have to get, he's a good baby. I mean... Listen, when he's teething, he's ill. Yeah. And do you know what? I'm I'm actually annoyed I've just said that because now I feel like I'm gonna oh, no. touch the touch your head. <laughs> you know, like you, you can never actually way. say it, yeah. Um so yeah, well, I mean when he's teething, yeah, or anything like anything. I mean, it's it's hot now, isn't it? So heat wave, everything does affect it. Um but generally He's been good. <laughs> ah, what have I just done? Oh, no. I know. No, I had it actually on the podcast a few weeks ago. We had a baby, uh, a sleep expert in talking about sleep. And I literally said how good my boys were at no. sleep. Last night, my three-year-old, old, his, almost four, didn't go to sleep. He just pushed and pushed and pushed, kept wanting different toys. Kept. He's got a new thing that he only sleeps the light on. He oh. listens to a, a, a story that he wanted on repeat. Kept, kept, honestly, 10 o'clock, he finally went to sleep. So my me time then was literally unloading the washing machine. See, it's just annoying, isn't it? You just can't, you just don't know what's going to happen. You don't. Every day is different, isn't it? It is. But, you know, we push through. We do it. Because if it's good or bad, we know that it's going to pass. And it's, it's a all... phase. It's a phase. It's, it's a, a phase. phase. Life's a phase. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about your childhood. Where did you grow up? You grew up in Essex. Yeah, grew up in Essex from fro. Literally lived in Chigwell all my life until I was 15. And then I still lived in Essex, but I moved to Stayford Abbots, um, which is like countryside. And then I left there and went to Brentwood. Mm. And now I've never looked back. Really? Yes, I, I'm Brentwood through and through now. I just love it. I just, I just, I like everyone is funny because everyone around me, I'm like, why don't you move to Brentwood? And it's like people are moving to Brentwood. Really? And now I've like made a little community. Um, of all your favourite people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, everyone, I just need to get my mum over now. Where is she? Um, she's Buckers Hill, so she's oh, okay. like near Chigwell. But my brother and sister still live with her and they like have their life there, you know, mm. still. Um, I'm still trying to get there. I'm still getting her there. Um, but I love it. I've got everything I need there. Yeah. So I rarely do come into London, to be honest. But it's nice, like a day out. Happy childhood? 
Yes. Your siblings? Very happy. I'm the oldest. Right. Um, one of three. So I've got brother and sister. I'm the oldest. I ruled the roost. Um, yeah. Had a really happy childhood. And then when I was about 15, I think I was about, oh God, I mean, I lose track actually. I was old, yeah, 15 we moved. And then about eight, nine years ago, they split up. And mm. I found that really hard, actually. Um, and I've spoken about this before. And I generally, I'd actually li- like to look into it. Um, is it easier when your parents split up when you're younger or older? Yeah. Um, and actually, yeah, because I knew more. Um, and I was actually the mediator quite a lot. So, yeah, that, I struggled with that. That's a lot of pressure to put on someone. It is. And when you're the older child, I do feel like you take that role on. Mm. Um you know, you do take, like, even now I'm always worrying about my brother and sister. And actually, my mum and dad now. Yeah. I've but we were saying earlier about we, yeah. how the roles reverse almost. And I think I do think diver- divorce and, and separation is, is a part of that role mm. reversing because they're they're in a new phase of their life. And, yeah. and you know, you, you do. You have to, you worry about them a lot more because, mm. of, because of that. Their life's changing. You do, and I do do that. Yeah. My mum's with someone... Um, my dad, I just really want him to meet someone now. Mm. Just and then I haven't got to worry that you know, like yeah. it's like I don't know why I worry. I'm the child, and sometimes I'm like I'm the child. But even um, when they meet someone, you worry. Yeah, you do. You do worry. You do. So yeah, that's where I'm at really. And now obviously I've got my own child. Um, well, did you ever think that you would want children yourself? Did you ever look ahead and go, ah, oh, when I'm older, I want to be a mum. I want to have this many kids. Yeah. When I was younger, younger, yeah. I thought, right, by the time I'm 25, I, mean, I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> I'll be married, I'll have kids, settled. And then obviously when I got 25, I thought, whoa, no. And now I'm 31, um, I have one child. And I'm like, wow, like it's such, such a different, different, you know, thought process from when I was younger to now. Um, Did yeah. you go through a phase where you didn't want kids then? Well, I always knew I was going to have children. Yeah. But I don't think I've I've ever been that, you know, I'm obviously maternal now because I've got Brody, but honestly, I loved animals, mm. and I was that like I was the crazy dog woman that would see a dog in the street and be like, "Oh my god, dog!" I'd see a baby and be like, "Cute," but I wouldn't be like my friends would be like, "Oh my god, the baby!" Was I'd be like, "Oh look, his dog," <laughs> and that was it. Yeah. And then obviously I got pregnant. I was like, "Whoa, oh my god, I'm pregnant. What do I do?" Like it was honestly. I had never changed a nappy. I've never fed a baby. I was a bit like, oh, my God. I've never been that mum. Like, I've yeah. never been that woman. And then I literally had to learn on the job from everything. I remember got given the baby and I was like, uh, what do I do then? <laughs> and I remember being in the hospital. Cause I had a C-section. Yeah. Um, I'm jumping the gun here, but I had basically... All right, I'm going to pull you back, yeah, you'll but pull I'm going to let you go, yeah. Um, and I remember... The midwife, because I had a C-section, the midwife kind of did everything that the first night. Yeah. And I remember when she left the room, I like jumped up, all secretive. I don't know why I'm being secretive. It's my child. And I went over to Brody and I changed his bum. And I, it was so funny because I was so embarrassed. I didn't want anyone to look. Because I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. I did it when she left and I remember doing it. And I, Tommy was in like a separate bit at the time. And then he went, he come in, he went, what are you doing? I went, I've changed, I've changed Brody's bum. He went, did you? And I was all proud and I was like, I've done it myself. And it was, I don't know why I felt that way, but I did. I felt like I'd never done it before and I was embarrassed. There's that weird thing though, I yeah. think, actually. I've never heard anyone talk about before. When you are in hospital and there are midwives around, mm. these these people who are around babies all the time, you, yeah. you just think that they know what they're doing completely. Yes. And you have no skills by no, that point. Nothing. And And it does almost feel like you're looking to them for not even for reassurance but mm. to say that you can do certain things yeah. with your baby get them dressed and do anything like I 
I can remember one person saying about not washing <laughs> the baby and Buzz had all this blood on his head. Now, like th- three children in, I'd just, I'd just wash that off. Yeah. But no, 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 I didn't want to wash him just because, you know, midwife yeah. said not to wash him. It's funny, ain't So it? you just don't, you take, don't almost take ownership over your child because someone else is there in that, in that, in that figure. It's weird, ain't it? Yeah. I was like looking at them like, as a kind of like a mum figure, really. Yeah. Like, if my mum's there, but like, mum, what do I do? And I was looking at his midwife and also, it's weird, I didn't want to be judged. You yeah. know, like I was thinking, I don't want them to think I'm a bad mum. I mean, and also, I, my hormones are everywhere. I just had a yeah. seizure. I'd been cut open. Yeah. You know, barely walking, like hobbling over. And it was just funny. I'd become a child again. I jumped up all secret. And I thought, when I did it after, I laughed. At, now I laugh and I thought, what was I doing? Yeah. Why was I doing that? Um, I feel like sorry for myself, actually. Like I had felt that I had to hide. But you're at your most vulnerable in sure. that point. You yeah. know, at that point, you know, everything has gone squiff. Your life has completely changed in that oh, moment. Completely. And and you know, so that your hormones and everything, it is just everywhere. Mm. So you never know what's gonna happen. Uh, yeah, I think I look back at those points and I'm just like, I just want someone to go in and hug me to be Same. honest. Same. And just yeah. be like, don't worry if you get it wrong. Because it doesn't matter if you get it wrong. Yeah. I was so worried about getting it wrong. And I even remember thinking, well, what do I do with the bottle situation then? Because I didn't want to breastfeed. Yeah. And I've always said, you know. I felt like I never had the pressure because I was firm. With, I was like, I don't want to breastfeed and I'm doing it because of me. Um, and I had, to, I felt like when the, I remember the midwife coming in, I was like, by the way, I'm not breastfeeding. And I, have, and I, and I had to like then say all the reasons why. And I thought, really? Like looking back now, I'm like, well, why did I do that? But you know what? I'm glad I stuck to my guns actually. Yeah. Because I've heard a lot of my friends do it because, you know, they felt pressured. Whereas actually, I probably didn't feel pressure because I stuck to my guns and actually, well, I'm not breastfeeding, but I still had to tell them all the reasons yeah, why yeah, I didn't yeah. want to. Um, Did you feel like that about your C-section as well? Were you just very adamant early on about your routes that you wanted to take? Well, he was breech. So Brody was breech from, he was breech for five months and oh. I knew he weren't going to move. Yeah. And do you know what's so weird? When I first got pregnant, I did all the courses, you know, that you're supposed to do. Hit my birthing and all of that. Did them all because everyone told me I had to do them. And I never, I was so calm. And I think now I never imagined myself giving birth, which is so weird. Yeah. And I never, because I was always been a bit scared of giving birth. I'm not really good at pain. And um, when I used to, go, when I was growing up, I used to say to my mum, God, I don't think I could do that. And I mean, when I was pregnant, everyone said about the birth. And I'd be like, yeah, it'd be fine. And weirdly, I never thought I would do it. It was mm. so weird. So then when Brody become breech, I weren't shocked. And I went to the midwife, he's not going to move. She went, he will, um, no, 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 he won't. I knew he wouldn't. He didn't. Yeah. Um, and I got advice, basically. Off. I went to a private doctor and she said, Georgia, do yourself a favour and just book the C-section. She said, because do you know what? I'm a control freak anyway. That's mm-hmm. just my personality. She said, they're going to, you know, if you go to the hospital, they'll probably leave you really last minute. They'll probably try and turn him. I can see now there is no room for him to turn. And she actually specialised in turning babies. She does turn the babies. She said, I would never move him. She said, right. there is no room. Um, and I'm telling you as a friend, he won't move. So take it in your own hands. Take the control, book it, um, and then you'll feel better about it. Because the unknown for me is worse. And mm-hmm. I knew he weren't going to move. So me waiting and waiting and waiting to the last minute, I knew it was going to be an emergency section. I just knew. You know when you know. Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'll take your advice. We booked it. Mm-hmm. And the minute I did that, wow, I was so calm. Really? I was just like, I've got control. Yeah. And I think it's because I'm a bit of a control freak. And then I loved it. I, I just it was all calm. I was like, it was a bit weird. I had in the diary, May the 5th, baby coming, 
in my calendar. And I remember my manager <laughs> ringing me because we have like a joint calendar, you know, where they say, Trent, you're so funny. It's like you're getting your hair done. And it was because a baby come in, uh, 5th of May, 11 o'clock. But he was just so nice to have that control. Yeah. So, yeah, it was um, it was quite empowering, well, actually. Well, let's talk about the 4th of May then. What was it like the night before, knowing that that was yours and Tommy's last night together as a couple? It was weird. It was like a, just a duo. It was odd. I mean, I was filming my show as well, so there was, like, loads of people in the house. Right. So I think because I was working, I worked right. I mean, I didn't stop working, really, because of the show. Um I think I was just on this like, oh yeah, I'm having a baby, and I don't think it. Actually, <laughs> I don't think I actually took it serious until they gowned me up, and I remember thinking, oh god, oh oh, this is happening, isn't it? Because I had to walk down, um, and I thought, oh my god, oh oh, and then I thought this, and I don't think I think where I was on this journey and I was working and I loved being pregnant. Yeah. I genuinely loved every moment, and you get so much tension, don't you? I love being the pregnant. Is oh, lovely. I loved it. everyone. Yeah. Everyone was so nice to you, you know. <laughs> and I loved having a big belly for the first time in my life. I enjoyed getting my belly out because yeah. I've never always hid my belly growing up. Um, loved that. I loved there was. I just didn't want it to end really. Um, so I didn't take it serious. I didn't actually. I thought. You're pregnant forever, but That's you're not. That's funny, though, because even during the show, the narrative, everything you would be aiming towards yeah. is the baby arriving. I know. But even then, it's kind of like, well, this is just what we're doing. Yeah, it's just I'm just filming, you yeah. know. It's not going to happen for ages. And I just didn't I didn't, I just didn't think about it until, yeah, the morning of it and the doctor comes, they talk to you about it, you know, because you're having a major operation. Yeah, yeah. And then I remember sitting on that bed and they're like, be still, because obviously they got injected. And that was the scariest moment of my life, that bit. Really? Because I'd heard all these stories, you can't move and all that. And that was the scariest bit, just the waiting for the injection. And then um, the rest of it was so quick. I mean, it was the ba- they, they get that baby out very, very quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and the doctor I had, he was so lovely. And I remember waiting for them to deliver Brody. And he tricked me. He was like, yeah, we're going to... Um, do it now. And he'd already done it, <gasps> which was lovely, actually. Because yeah. when you're laying there, it's a bit weird because you don't, you can't feel anything. Everyone's looking at you. The room's packed with people. Yeah, what is that like? Because obviously you can't, you're, you can't feel anything down there. And no, you can't. So you're present, but not, you know, it must feel. Yes, and that is weird because obviously I've had, you know, surgery, cosmetic surgery before when you're, you're completely not with it. Right. And I remember laying there, Tommy was here, and I remember thinking, I'm like, Tom, Tom, is it happening? Is it, is it what's going on? And I'm, my biggest fear as well was feeling it. Right. I was scared. Yeah, yeah. But he, the doctor was like, because they do say, they like spray you. Right. They're like, can you feel this? And I was like, no. But then I was thinking, can I actually feel it? You know, and I was like, oh, Could you I? feel a tug when the baby was coming out? No, I could feel it after. The sewing up right. was worse right. than getting him out. Because um, I think my adrenaline was just going laying there. And I was like cry- half crying. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> the emotions, the hormones. I was so like, well, Tom, is it happening? He's like, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, is it? And I, I, I watched, Tommy filmed it. Oh, really? Um, and I'm so glad he did, actually, because yeah. I was out. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. And I was like, Tom, is it happening? And like, what are they doing? And, and you see on the on the video, I'm like crying. I'm looking at him like, is it happening? He's like, it's fine. It's calm. And then literally I see him crying. I'm like, wow. And Tommy, the video, you don't, I mean, you see him actually coming out. Um, it's just amazing, actually, looking back. But, yeah, it's just a weird. It's so weird. And then your baby gets given to you. He, They laid him. They held him. They laid him. And then he went off and I was like, is he all right? Is he all right? 
And that bit feels like forever. Really? Yeah, because it's I think it's about 20 minutes, you know, but that 20 minutes is a long time. Um, and then you have to go into a recovery room after. So actually, you don't really have that moment for a long time. So with when the does your, you know, when does everything, when do you feel like you've got control over your body again? Oh, it's, it's, it's quite, I mean, in the recovery room, you obviously you can, you're sitting up, So, you, but the leg feeling's weird. Right. Um, you know when you get a dead leg? Yeah. It's weird, isn't it? Yeah. So you you know you've got your leg, but you can't feel your leg, right? So I remember thinking, oh, and if I thought about it, I get like claustrophobic feelings, and I was like, don't think about the fact that you can't feel your legs, because so I'd kept distracting myself because that's just bizarre. Um, yes, yeah, so it takes a while, and then you get like little tingles. Yeah. Um, but I had spinal block, which I think I'm not sure really is quicker. Right. Um. Then epidural, I'm sure. Yeah. Um. I guess also if it's planned. It's all quite it's calm. quicker, so they yes. they know what how much and yeah whatever. yeah. And they put so what they do is they give you spinal block, but they can easily put the epidural in because you've got it in your back already. Right. But spinal block's quicker, but of touch. Thank to God there was no complications. If there ever was, they need the epidural because it lasts longer. Right. Spinal block doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, luckily I just had the spinal block, um, and then I remember my feelings started coming through with the legs, and they make you get up that night which I'm glad they did, actually, because yeah. you probably wouldn't want to. But no, well, they help you. That's what I always think with anything, like a broken leg or anything, like with all that like that stitching that's gone on there, yeah. you know, for people, you'd, you would think it would be like, bed rest, don't move. No, but actually, people no. do need to get up and, and get They moving. encourage it, actually. Yeah. And I didn't want to stand up straight because <laughs> I thought, if I stand up straight, the scar's going to rip open. This is how my mind, I'm crazy. <laughs> and then it's all going to fall out. <laughs> Everyone's like, you're fine. You're fine. Just, you know, don't be lifting anything heavy. Um, the shift for me was was real. I was very naive. Mm. People throughout my whole pregnancy said to me, you're going to bounce back. You'll bounce back. You'll bounce back. I wish they never said that. Yeah. And I really encourage women to stop saying that. Mm -hmm. And men, yeah. to be fair. Um, I thought I was going to bounce back. I genuinely was seeing these girls on Instagram coming out of hospitals with a six-pack. So when I come out of hospital looking pregnant still, which is completely normal, mm -hmm. I've just had a baby, I thought, oh, this is weird. Yeah. And I remember looking in the mirror and I genuinely still looked pregnant and I was still holding my belly like I was pregnant. The difference is I had a scar and I had a child. Yeah. And I thought, oh, no, like, what, so why am I not like that? And it really hit me. It, re it really, you know, I thought, well, I didn't understand. I mean, it's naive now, but I didn't. And I was, I thought, oh, no, like, what am I going to do? And I remember crying. I looked in the mirror and I thought, I cried because I didn't recognise myself. My belly was flabby. It was bigger. It was big like I had a baby, but this time I weren't celebrating because there was no baby in it. The stretch marks were really bad. Mm. The scar looked angry. And I just, I mean, my hormones were everywhere anyway. And I remember looking and I really cried and really cried. And I didn't want to get out of my pyjamas, to be honest. I didn't want to show anyone. And then after a few days of talking about it to my mum and, you know, re really looking at my child and, you know, and then I started, the shift went then. And then I started feeling happy about it. Yeah. Not happy, but I felt happy I'd produced a baby and I respected it. Mm. Um, it took a while. I'm saying it quickly, but it didn't. It took a good maybe month, you know, maybe over a month. I definitely had postnatal depression. Yeah. Um, I really struggled, actually. Um, I think the, the weight probably generally didn't help because I thought, I don't even look like myself. I don't feel like... I think maybe if I looked like myself, I'd see myself. But I didn't look like myself. I didn't feel like myself. I didn't know what to do with this baby. 
and it all just become a, a whole. I wonder how much of that as well, because we were working so solidly leading up to it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, major, like the brakes are on, like the car has done a U-turn, it's done something crazy. Yeah. And life is completely different. Mm. And you are just sort of, you find yourself in the middle of it. And it is yeah. so overwhelming. It is. It's a lot, isn't it? Um, and you know what? No one ever really spoke to me about that bit. Right. You know, like you said, when you're pregnant, it's all very like, oh, you're the queen. And, uh, I thought when I had Brody, I mean, firstly, on the hospital bed, everyone told me it's going to be the best day of my life. It was the best day of my life. But the feeling they told me I was going to have, I didn't have. Right. Is that of seeing, holding Brody for yes. the first time? They yeah. said, the bond. They said, I'm going to get this instant bond. I'm mm-hmm. going to know what to do. I didn't get it. I looked at him. I was like, oh my God, he's beautiful. Like, I love him. Of course, I love him. He's my child. I'm obsessed. But I didn't have that like, oh, I'm a mother, I know what to do. And I genuinely thought that was going to happen. Yeah. And like, I genuinely thought that was going to happen. And then I genuinely thought, you know, I was going to have him and this was going to be unbelievable experience. I was going to be so happy, you know. And I sat there one day and I looked about and I said to myself, because I used to take myself off and cry in the bathroom, because my house was full of people, by yeah. the way. First grandchild, you know. And I didn't want to show any, you know, I didn't want to, I felt like I couldn't be sad. And I remember sitting there thinking, why is everyone else so happy about this child and I'm not? Why am I not happy? Why? I've just given birth to the the most beautiful, healthy baby that I could have only ever hoped and prayed for. Why am I not happy? And I remember, and do you know what? Tommy spotted it. Really? Tommy said to me one day, so he must have been watching me. I didn't think no one was watching me. Mm -hmm. I'd go upstairs, I'd go into my bathroom, I'd cry. And, I'd, and then I'd come downstairs and I wouldn't say anything. And do you know when I, I've got a dog called Monkey and he's my first child, I felt so guilty on him as well. And it, I mean, anything would make me cry. And I remember grabbing Monkey, going upstairs and talking to the dog, <sighs> going, I'm really sorry, Monkey, like, you're not going to be pushed out, you know. And I felt guilty for him. I felt sad that I weren't me. I felt sad that I felt not happy because I thought, oh, my God, I feel awful. I'm not happy. And then we was downstairs. i never forget it. It was on the sofa. My my um, midwife Pat come. She delivered the baby, and we we got our after to know to come in and yeah. check. My mum, Tommy's mum, and the Pat and, and Pat was there. Midwife Pat, Tommy in front of everyone said, "George is not happy. She's not coping well. Something's going on." At the time, I thought, "Oh my god, what has he just done?" I thought, "What? Like I've been? It's like I've been caught out. Like I was hiding something." And I looked at him, and I was angry. I thought, "How dare you?" But the best thing he did, and I would just burst out crying. And everyone was like coming around me and they were like, it's completely normal. Mm. And then that was it. I literally said exactly what I felt. Said all my emotions for the first time. It's like, you know, when you talk to yourself so much and then you say it out loud, I thought, oh my God, I felt instantly better. Why did you think, why do you think you felt like you had to keep that all in, in the first place? I don't know. I just felt that no one had ever told me that, I felt like I was there was something wrong with me. I felt like maybe it wasn't maybe I wasn't maternal. Maybe you know I felt back like a bad person mm. um, because no one had ever openly spoke about it. Everyone always tells you the good bits. Yeah. So then, when it happened to me, and it, I didn't feel them rainbows and happiness. I thought it's it's me. I can literally remember the thought of I've made a mistake yeah. and I send him back. And you can't. You can't. <laughs> they are with you for life. Yeah. But it's where your mind goes. It's where your hormones go. Yeah. And um, and I think it's so important that we 
that we do discuss these things because I, I think so. You know, Instagram's moved on a long time mm -hmm. since I had kids. But even when you see people on daytime TV sofas and things like that, that it's such a like a quick snapshot, which is this is why podcasts are great, because it's such a quick snapshot of what that person is doing and how they are. And people don't want to be able, don't want to let themselves get vulnerable. They don't want to open up. So they just go, it's amazing. It's the best thing ever. Whether yeah. they're feeling that or not, mm. that's what they're going to say about that, that, that topic. And let's move on. Um, and and it's and that's why I think sometimes when you, you you enter into that space, it can feel such a lonely, isolating experience because you're just like, what the fuck? I've been sold, I've been sold this story that we're going to be making jam and, you know, yeah. we're going to be, and this know, instant bond, yeah, instant knowing what to do. Yeah, I'm going to be the mother of all mothers and super mum, and people are going to come over and go, oh my god, you've got your shit together. You know what you're doing, and that's the person that you have to be. But actually, mm. you don't have to be that person. And I think once once you do let yourself get vulnerable, I think it's... Yeah. I can just remember it all just sort of tumbling out. Mm. I mean, Mario and my sister were over one night, um, only a few days after having Buzz. And um, uh, I'd had someone over. And I was sitting down, like, I remember in the afternoon, I was sat down having, like, all my deli meats and, like, tomatoes mm. and stuff. And then someone came over and was like, you can't eat that. And I was like, What? No, you can't eat that. You're breastfeeding that. The tomatoes, that's got something like acidic. You can't have that because you breast milk. I'm like, okay, okay, okay. And then as soon as they left, Mario and Georgia were there. And I literally just went, ah. But I don't think Mario has ever seen me oh. that that vulnerable. But I do I do feel like it's everything becomes... It's not about the bloody tomatoes. It's about feeling like you should know what you're doing, but you don't. Yeah, and you feel guilty that you don't know. Yeah. And you feel like... And I'm pretty sure you can eat tomatoes when you're breastfeeding, just in case anyone's... I mean, of course you can. Yeah. They keep changing, all the rules different. <laughs> yeah. But I remember thinking, like, yeah, you... I don't know where it's come from. I don't know why women have to feel that they've got it all together, that they've yeah. got their shit together. And why, like, when you take on any job, you don't know what you're doing at the beginning. Mm. So why, when you become a mother, why can't you admit that you don't know what you're doing? And why, yeah. you know, and that's really, truly what I believed. I, I had to be, you know... This this perfect person and I and I was ashamed. I was ashamed of myself for feeling that way. I really was, and I thought, why? Well, and I genuinely thought I was the only. I, honestly, I thought I was the only person that's ever felt like that. I genuinely because no one's ever told me about it, and all my friends have got kids and it. See, that's the thing, isn't it? You were in the position where around you, your mates have got no, kids, no. and you, and you would have thought, well, I know what I'm doing. I've I've seen, I've been with them, I've no, held their no. kids, I've done all that stuff. But I think it's very different when you are the person who has the baby 24-7, has the hormones, the, the physically as well on your body. You've just gone through major surgery, you know, all the stuff that your boobs, everything, everything. that's going on, you know, mm. and... Uh, you know, I, I don't think you can ever be prepared for it until you're in it. And I don't think people talk about it because, you know, you really have to go there and open up. You when, have to. You know. And do you know what? I'm glad I did. Yeah. The minute I did it, the minute Tommy made me do it, um, I was I was obviously angry at the time. And you hadn't spoken to him about it as no. well before that? No. I didn't. I, I, I felt like he was even going to judge me. Because right. I felt like he's a man. I'm a woman. I should know what to do. I should... So I felt embarrassed for him, and I've been with him years. Mm. I didn't want to tell him. I didn't tell my mum. So when he did it for me, I had no choice. Yeah. So really, I always did have part to thank of you want to go. No, 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 I'm fine. Yeah, but I think. Or did you just know that you were outed? I couldn't. I couldn't. Yeah. I just went. I literally just burst out, out crying, and then 
I had no, I mean, if someone would have pre-warned me that was going to happen, I'd have been, I'm fine. Mm. I'm glad he didn't. I'm glad he never told me. Yeah. He just did it. And the minute I did that, everyone, my mum, all, all the women in the house was literally like, this is normal. Talk to us. Tell us. And I really went through it all. And I remember saying, I'm just in a dark tunnel and I can't see the light and I don't know. They literally all rallied around me and they were like, Georgia, this is normal. And do you know what? I remember saying, my Pat said to Tommy one day, he went, you know, because obviously you just had a baby. The house jobs obviously still need doing. I mean, luckily my mum moved in for two weeks. Mm. Thank, thank God. <laughs> um, and Pat said to Tommy, you know, I always worry. She, he says, uh, she said, I go into, you know, all new mums' houses all the time. She went, I worry about the mums, that houses are spotless. Because them mums are focusing more on the housework than the child. You know, and they've got something going on. She mm. went, you know, with Georgia, this is normal. You know, just sitting in the pyjama, this is normal. I don't worry about her as much. <laughs> and that stuck with me a bit. Yeah. You know, you don't have to have the perfect house. You've just had a baby. Leave it. Leave it. Do you know? And I really wish, you know, my second child, or if anyone having a baby now, you know, stop putting pressure on yourself. Leave the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. You know, leave the washing. Just, if you can only that day get up and not even wash, or even just brush your teeth, then well done for you for doing that. You know? And that's how I looked at it now. And then from that moment, that's how I was looking at it. I was like, I take each day as it comes. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to just, you know, if I can just get up and go for a walk, that's great. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Um, so obviously, uh, you and Tommy, you've had a baby. Yes. How has having a baby affected your relationship now? I mean, it's changed, isn't it? It changes. Mm. Um, I think. How old were you when you met? Oh, so I was twenty-two. Yeah, I think twenty-three. Right. So I joined Howie in the February. He then joined in October. Right. Um, but we was friends for for a bit, and then literally, the change from friends to relationship was like literally overnight he was actually in Ibiza Mario was there um <laughs> was he having red wine poured over him or not that night no not that <laughs> night and um yeah that got changed didn't it that only happened two months bless him mm -hmm. that um yeah that trip was funny because I was being sassy I was young single yeah and I thought well, you're just my friend and then literally I met his mum as soon as I got home that was it we've been together ever since it was literally like we were friends, we got together, that was it. Yeah. Um, we was young. And I remember our relationship's always been fun, we've always been filming, like we've grown up, we've actually grown up together. Yeah. Um, I think when you're young and you get with someone, you're friends as well, aren't you? Mm -hmm. um, and we are still friends, obviously. But I mean, we've had our moments where we're definitely not friends. Um, but yeah, it's, it's shifted. Yeah. It has shifted because, you know, you have to, He, we're very different actually. Um, he's very busy with work. I'm a plodder along, I like to plod. Yeah. You know, he's very driven, so driven. Um, and then when you have a child, you're like, oh, actually, we have to agree on certain things now. You know, like we have to do things. 
But you just love them different. Yeah. I think you love them different. You just find a new respect for that person. Um, I hope you'd say this about me. Um, <laughs> you know, you just, yeah, it's different now. I can't even describe it. Yeah. But, but it's just different. Um I feel like we even look different. You know, like we're just different. Yeah, yeah, when I yeah. look back at pictures of us when we're young, I don't even recognise us now. But I um, look picture, back at pictures of me and Tom, I'm like, we look weird. so young. Do you remember? Like, I'm like, was that me? Like, Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. Um, but yeah, we're par- sometimes I do forget we're parents. But do you know what? We do still do things together, which is good. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, we should do more. Definitely do more date nights. I think we take it for granted. We take each other for granted a bit more. You know, life happens. Yeah. And sometimes we do need to pull it back um, because, you know, he works so much. Um, We also film our show together, Mm -hmm. which is actually quite nice because we get to do things and and work together and stuff. Um, But, yeah, we definitely need to do things more just like going out, us two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do do, like, the breakfasts and we're lucky because we have a lot of help. We have my mum and Tom's mum. Yeah. And they're fighting to look after Brody. (laughs) Um, Is it first grandchild both sides? Right. So I'm I'm literally, like, (laughs) taking all the advantages I can because the minute someone else's baby, I won't get that much, you know, help. So I'm like, they and they are good. They're like, why don't you just go down Brentwood and have breakfast or go for dinner? That's nice. Yeah. So we do do that. But lately, actually, we do need to do more of that mm. because I feel like we've let it slip again because you know relationships again that is like it's hard yeah and it's really hard and it's the balance yeah the balance of life like before we just balance we just about balance work and each other each other yeah. and now it's like a child as well yeah um and they do take over you know they do and like Brody's my main job yeah so you know, and also I think at the beginning where I didn't feel myself, maybe I didn't want to do as much. Yeah. Whereas he's quite like, let's go on holiday. And that was that was a tricky one for me because I was like, before I'd be more spontaneous, I lost, definitely lost that. Um, do you feel like you left your, lost your confidence in that as well? Yeah. And also I forgot how to dress for a while. I mean, I'm still oh God, trying but to... your body's changing. Like, how do you dress? I don't know. And it's hard, isn't it? Yeah, I think being a woman anyway. It... Some days I wake up and I'm like, what is this figure today? I don't yeah. know how to dress this. I'm bloated today. I don't yeah. want to wear that. And that's why. So that's why I always say to him, when we go away, don't expect me to pack light because I don't know how I'm going to film like that. <laughs> yeah. It's not as simple as like five outfits for five days. Oh, no, no. But you also, you two, do you feel like you've got this sort of expectation? Because Towie filming in Marbella or Ibiza mm. is very different to life now and how you might wear, like what you might wear on a beach or, you know, yeah. the swimming pool. I'm so cash. Yeah. I'm like, I barely wear makeup. I barely, you know... You know, I love a swimsuit. I love a shirt. I love a cover-up. I didn't know what a cover-up was back then. I didn't wear a cover-up. A bikini just about covered, you know, what it should do. Now it covers it all. Um, but, yeah, no, we're very different. And it's funny because looking back, we was like, loved going out, um, loved the partying. And now me and him love an all-inclusive hotel. We like to sit on our own, really. We don't really do much. Yeah. And that is what we like. Yeah. Um, and we like sitting in, actually. We do like sitting in with a takeaway and watching TV. Yeah. Um, we enjoy them moments. Do you reckon we've just got old? Yeah. I mean, I won't bracket I am five or six years older than you, so I won't bracket you in with me. No, but yeah. I am. Um, I think once I got in the first... Mm, I don't know, but then saying that, I think when I got even late 20s, I become that headspace. Really? Yeah. But we, I think when you start doing things younger, you do mm. grow up quicker. Yeah. So your age doesn't match. So, like, I wanted to do all the staying in stuff quite earlier on. But I think you do do that when you're in a relationship, don't you? Yeah, okay. you're settled. Yeah. And, but I guess when you're younger and going out, part of it is to meet someone. Yeah. 
course it is. And also, when you when you've got a job that you are on TV, you are that's what you do. Yeah. And there's a lot of events. I mean, I don't really go to events now. I do the ones that I have to go to because I know it's obviously good. My manager will be like, "You've got to go." I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> but I don't really like go. I don't really like doing all of that yeah. now. I only do what I should. Um, but yeah, work, the work side of stuff is a real balancing act as well. Yes. You know, and you have to really think about the moments that you're possibly missing out on. Yes. And oh my God, my heart broke for you uh, when you're away. I know. And Brody crawled. Typical. Mm. Like, what are the chances? I'd been trying to get him to call for months. I act- you put the groundwork in. Oh, he only did it because you gave him the foundation. I know. But I, you know what? Like, I didn't crawl. So I was like, he's not going to crawl. And did was- you just literally go standing and walking? Yeah, no, he hasn't. He doesn't even walk yet. He, he literally stood up. He, he actually, I'm sure he actually... He started sitting up and then he stood up. Right. Holding on. I went, he's going to go straight to walking. So I talked to myself. I was like, I'd never leave the country. And the one time I left the country, he crawled. And I really did cry. Did you? Because I... Who, who phoned you up and told you? My sister, my mum. And blessed them. Basically, we was at the caravan um, a couple of weekends before. And he kind of crawled, but he didn't. He didn't like... He went one, two. Mm. So because I told my mum and sister that, they didn't think that it was a big deal. Yeah. I'd never seen him crawl. And he crawled to my sister and he loves her laptop. It's so funny because the laptop got him to crawl. And I'd literally been going through, at that time of going to Madrid, I'd been going through this weird, like, I was a bit lost. And I was like, who am I? Mm. What am I doing? And Tommy, you know, works work for him he has a separate life as in you know yeah he has this great life that you know he's exciting mallet he travels the world yeah. and does that. so for me when it all calms down with Brody and everyone goes back to their normal life I was like okay so so now like what is this just me now and yeah. and I, I that, even that was a struggle I feel like I, I struggled a lot um but yeah that that bit was a bit of a struggle so I remember thinking no I'm gonna go to Madrid and if my management would have said to me there's a job in Madrid. I'd have been like, no. But I really had to push myself to go because yeah. I was like, I've been moaning that I feel lost. I've been yeah. moaning I don't know who I am. Get out of your comfort zone. Bo, come with me. And I was like, let's go. And my camera crew come as well. So I was like, great. This is, I feel comfortable with them. Yeah. So I went. I went. And then he crawled. <laughs> and then I felt guilt. And I'd never felt guilt like that before. Oh. The mum guilt is a real thing. Yeah, it's a real thing. I thought, I've missed it. Yeah. Oh, my God. And I really got upset about it. And then I was like... And then I had to think about it and I thought, do you know what? No, it doesn't matter. Mm. It doesn't matter. You know, I've done something for myself. You know, things are going to happen. But that's what happens when you you want to work and you yeah. want to... There is sacrifice. There are two times that I can remember crying at my desk. Um, two different things. Uh, so one was um, uh, one of his grandparents had taken him to uh, the park and put yeah. him in a swing. Oh. I'd never even thought about putting him yeah. in a swing before. Uh, so his first experience of being in a swing wasn't with me. And the other, uh, Mario, my dad, had taken um, taken Buds to Tesco's and they'd put him in a trolley. Yes. And, I mean, I have fond memories of trolleys going around yes. Tesco's as a kid. And there he was in the trolley. And I just remember looking at the picture that Mario had sent me because, look, look. Because they don't know how yeah. we're feeling. And I literally just sat there going, oh. I've missed the trolley. <laughs> I've missed the trolley moment. I, <laughs> I mean, Buzz wouldn't know, you know. But in my head, it was a massive moment that I wasn't there for. It's, it's hard, isn't it? Yeah. But, like, look how successful you are. And actually, when this is how th- need to think about it. like Buzz would have been so proud of you as a mother mm. you know you've just created this life for your children so 
I then think, although I feel sad that I've missed it, I'm like, I've been a badass mum. Like, I'm yeah. working. Like, I'm earning my money. Like, I'm doing... He's going to be proud of me. So then you have to flip it on its yeah. head. And I, I've learned... This, I've started to learn to do that. Yeah. You've got to flip it. Because mm-hmm. we're doing... We're not even being selfish. And even if I was at spa enjoying myself, you know, I'm entitled to do that. Yeah. But I was actually working. And, um, yeah, although it was sad, I was like, do you know what? I'm doing this for him. Yeah. I'm building a future. Um, but, yeah, bless my mum's sister. They felt terrible. Oh. They were like, oh, my God, because I told them I'd cried. They were like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then being able to see it as well. They, they were... must have really cried at that scene when they actually saw no, it. They was, my mum, bless her, she was like, Georgia, I'm so sorry. We didn't think my sister was like, I'm so sorry. I was like, no, it's fine. I was like, do you know what? I'm glad it was family and it wasn't, yeah. you know, like a random preschool or something. Yeah. Um, but I have warned everyone, if he walks... Don't tell me. Not tell me. <laughs> Do, I'm praying he doesn't when... I mean, imagine if it was today. Oh, my gosh, I'd feel so bad for you. I, I would feel bad that we were a part of you this year. I'll be How t- close is he now? He's very cautious. Right. I, everyone keeps saying to me, he just, they'll just do it. But Brody is very cautious. I've never actually seen a kid as cautious. <laughs> um, he, he stands up. He walks around things. Um... And he, honestly, on holiday at one point, he was standing up and I, I literally read his mind. It was literally like, and he, it's like he looked at me and laughed. He's like, I'm going to walk. And then when he realised, he sat down. I think when he doesn't think, he can do it. But then he doesn't. Imagine he's if he's sturdy. doing it when you're all not around, when no one's watching him. He's actually just, you know, walking around. Do you know what? It wouldn't surprise me. Him and the dog, I feel like I always laugh at them thinking of like them get, getting up to mischief. And it probably wouldn't surprise me that he can walk. He just doesn't done it in front of me yet. Honestly, if he does it today, I'm fuming. Um, anyway, if anyone, if everyone only listens to this at one point, make sure you don't tell me. I've told everyone. I'm like, please, like, don't tell me. Like, just because, you know, I just want to pretend. Yeah. Even climbing the stairs, I weren't there for that. And I didn't even realise that was a big I mean, that, meant, that one's a nightmare one, though. Yeah, to be fair, it's, it's actually annoying. And actually, yeah. I had the ump a bit. I remember coming home and the nans were like... We got him to call the stairs. I was like, why? Why did you teach him how to do that? Why have you done that? <laughs> that isn't a positive. Uh, now I've got to get the baby gates and now I've got them now, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, the walk-in, please, no one tell me. I don't want to, I want to be the first. I mean, I can just remember watching it with all three of them just for weeks and months going, it's happening, it's happening now. You today. feel like it's I, the I, day. It's coming, yeah. it's coming. No, months after. Was you there for the walk-in? Um, I want to say yes. Yeah. I want to say yes. Yeah. But then I also work from home. But to be honest, the, the guilt that you feel for different things. Yes. You know, so I uh, with Buzz, I was adamant that he was going to... So Tom's mum looked after Buzz when I was working. And I was adamant that they would... Um, that she would look after him in our house. Mm-hmm. And then after a while, you realise that you're not getting much work done. You can't. Like, you need to have that separation. I need to be able to go into the world of my characters that I'm writing about in books. So that's what I was doing at the time. And not think about, oh my God, he's crying. Is Debbie okay? Should I go in there? I yeah. need to go feed him. Should I go put him down for a nap? Is he walking? What's he doing? You know, I need to not yeah. have that in my life, yeah. in my working day. So, yeah, I did have to uh, step away a little bit. I don't think I've ever missed no. their steps. That's good. But I don't think Tom's mum would ever tell me. Oh, really? That's really good. Yeah. Yeah. My mum definitely gave Max, the youngest, his first bit of ice cream, and he was far too young to have ice cream. Did he like it? Of course he bloody did. I think all he'd had at that point was breast milk. And someone was like, oh, he really liked it. I'm like, no shit, Sherlock. Thanks for that. Now he's going to be up all night. That's what I'd be thinking. Yeah, yeah thanks, hon. Thanks well, I think there's that thing with the grandparents. They're always like, oh, I've done this. Oh, I've done that. Oh, I mean, mm. my grandparents, the grand- Brody's grandparents... 
my mum and Tom's mum, they are literally, they call me the rule book. Because, you know, I've said it a few times, I'm a control freak. I like things done how I like them. And I think where I, you know, I've been at home a lot, mm. um, the naps and stuff, I'm very strict. Yeah. I'm very, very strict with nap times. And I, with the sleep training, I did it and I had to do it. I mean, I took the dummy away at six months. Right. I mean, I gave myself a lot of ag. You know, it's very hard. But that's because he slept through from three months. He started waking up every night. Every hour at six months, I thought, oh, no, I'm not going backwards. Um, so I took the dummy away and it was the dummy. Right. Um, so when someone looked after him, it was an A4. A4 is the big thick one, isn't it? Yeah. A4, but it wasn't just one side. It was two sides um, <laughs> of times, all of the rules, how many hours in between. And I really meant it. When they come, they started laughing. They went, you're joking. I went, I'm being deadly serious. If you don't follow my rules, you're never looking after him. And I really meant it. If you ask, if they were here now, they'd laugh because they'd be like, they call me rule book. I'm like, call me what you want. I'm happy. My child's happy. He's work. <laughs> and funny. also, it's that horrible thing is because if someone comes in and they don't follow your rule book, it messes it up. It messes it up. Yes. Then, the, then try to get back to that. Actually, yes. you could sometimes you never get back no. to to whatever schedule you've got. No, and you got to stick your guns. But the nans are the worst because I mean, they both had him for the first time together. I don't know where I was. And I was away and they were like, oh. And they went, well, we just, um, you know, we gave him his dummy. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Stick bumbles. And it was funny because they tried, they were like, literally, they, them two, honestly, my mum and Bev, they, they really get on. They're like a pair of kids. They think it's funny. They're like, oh, quick, let's do that. Anyway, I always catch him because I know, I know because of how he is. Yeah. And then they kept trying to break my rules. And now I think now they're like, do not break George's rules because I'm like, do not do it. But it was a funny time because the nans always want to be the best ones. And yeah, I'm yeah, like, but yeah. then you just go and then I've got to deal with it all yeah. again. And like, it took me months to do that. Now they get it. I mean, the amount of times I've come back from like late night work or whatever, came back, I come back and there's a grandparent on the sofa with a child. No. With a child. Oh, they woke up. So we put the Muppets on. What? What? Why? What? Why? Why? <laughs> Just why? They're like, because oh, they wanted to. Oh, my God. Of course they did. You're the adult. <laughs> you are the adult. And I sound harsh. I am I am actually quite a strict parent. Weirdly, I never thought I'd be that one. But don't you think our parents were strict with us? Yes. So do you know what I mean? I think it's just that grandparent mentality where actually they're past it now. So they're kind of a bit like, oh, we just got to be a bit more relaxed about it. Why? Completely I'm like, I don't understand. I weren't allowed to do that. So why are you making bro do that? Do you know what's funny? You said that. My dad was actually in the garden the other day. And he was talking to Tom's dad. He actually said, I prefer, along these lines, I prefer being a grandparent. Being a grandparent's better than being a parent or whatever he said. Me and my sister went, cheers. Thanks for that, dad. Yeah, cheers. And he's like, no, it's just so different. I'm like... They get to enjoy them in a very different way. Like, we yes. get caught up with all the the mum life admin side of it. We have yeah. to do everything, you know, all the other stuff. Yes. Whereas they get to just come and have that focused grandparent fun time the fun time yeah and yeah. I do think it is very very different um, but yeah, I can remember my dad letting Buzz just jump up and down on his sofa I'm like what are you doing no you wouldn't let us do that no no oh Brody gets away with murder honestly he like they my dad <laughs> I've seen him in different in different light now funny actually it's really nice because Oh, he was really good, like, growing up, obviously. But I don't remember much. But seeing him, I always got told he was really good with kids. Yeah. And seeing him with um, 
both Brody, I'm like, oh my god, like <sighs> he's really good for kids, and Brody adores him. Brody adores everyone, to be fair. But yeah, I do have to be a bit strict. I'm like, Dad, just because Brody wants to do that, <laughs> it's, it's it's bath time. You're not doing it. He's got them all wrapped around his little finger. Georgia, you know, we'll just go out for a bit. I'll just take him to park. It's six o'clock at night. He's not going to the park. He's got to be in bed by seven. They're like, oh, rule book. I'm like, yes, rule book. He's I also in. love the fact that Brody can't really talk yet. No. The fact that everyone's got this narrative of Brody wants to do this. I'm like, how do you know? He's like, mm. And Brody does this. He goes, mm, mm. And he, like, honestly, for 15 months, I was talking about this earlier. He's a Taurus and they're very strong willed that I've yeah. learned and they know what they want. He knows what he wants. Some days I'm scared of him. Generally, I'm like, Mom, I'm scared of him still. I don't know what to do. He's like, he bosses me about. And I say to him, I'm like, you have to remember you're the adult. Because I'm like, I forget sometimes. Because he's so like, honestly, like yeah. you, I, I really want you to meet him. He, he's very like, he just, he don't even talk and you know what he wants. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they all they all ponder around him. You know, if I weren't there, he would be in the park feeding the ducks at seven o'clock <laughs> when he should be in bed. <laughs> But it's funny. It's I mean, funny. before you know it, it's going to be demanding the lights on and he's still going to be awake at 10 o'clock at night. You know, that's that's where you might be heading, Georgia. I'm just, I'm just not looking forward to that day. I'm just not looking forward to tonight. No, yeah. <laughs> After this, I'm going to go back and have the worst night. Um, right now, he's still in his cot. Um, I can still control it. He's yeah. still fine. The minute he's in a bed, he'll definitely be in bed for me. Yeah. And all of that. I've got all that to come. I know all that, like, mum. Yeah, no. I'm just not thinking that far ahead. You know what? When they're 18, they won't be sleeping in your bed. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. I'll just be worrying about something else then. Yeah, you know? exactly. And I do think, what I was talking about earlier, boys, you worry about them for the rest of your life. Yeah. You know? Great. Great great times <laughs> ahead. There we go. Really excited. If you could write a letter on motherhood, mm-hmm. who would it be to and what would you say? I would write it to myself. Is that weird saying that? No, you can. Um, I'd write it to myself um, and I would say to myself, it's going to be okay. Everything's a phase, mm. um, because it is. Everything's a phase. You're going to get them bad days and you're going to get them good days. And don't feel sad or don't feel bad if you're not enjoying it, you know. Um, and also, you haven't got to be perfect. Yeah. Don't be perfect. Stop trying to be perfect. You're you're good enough and you're a brilliant mum, you know. And you are a natural mum because I think, yeah. I'd say to myself, you are you are a natural mum in your own way. Um, you haven't got to be this this natural mum that everyone tells you you've got to be, you know, and you're very different to everyone else mm-hmm. and your child is very different, so stop comparing. Yeah. I mean, I'd say a lot in that letter, but, yeah, I'd definitely write it to myself and I'd just, you know, want to tell myself all that. Yeah. yeah. I think we grow up thinking, you know, maternal instincts and, you know, that mm. these things are going to suddenly come flooding out of us. But actually, when we've got loads of different people giving us different advice, if you're listening, like reading books, if you're listening to podcasts about all these different things that you should be doing, mm. it's no wonder we get completely confused of course. when the baby actually arrives. Yeah, and also, like when I think about it, no wonder I feel like that. You're, you're basically giving this little alien person mm. that takes over your life. I've never met him before. <laughs> it's like I've never met Brody before, so how am I going to know what he likes? Yeah. So when you think of it like that's how I've had to process it, it's like if I met someone in the street, I wouldn't know them. Yeah. I know it's your child. But I literally got given Brody, literally, and I, and then it was okay that I didn't know, know him. I didn't know what he liked. I didn't know what to do. That was okay. Yeah. And that's what I'd end it on, and I'd say, like, it's okay to not know what you're doing, you know. It's okay not to have it all together. Yeah. Because who really does have it all together? I don't think they do. No, they just pretend. 
Well, it's like, you know, Pat saying about, the midwife saying about the houses that are clean. Yes. It's not even, for me, I don't think it's the fact that they're not looking after, that they're not with a baby, that they're focusing on the house. It's about creating this perception yes, of exactly. having it all together. Yes. And I think we need to knock down those walls a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of go, it's all right. The best thing I heard is that the, the best thing you can do for another mum is keep your house messy for when they come over. Really? Because they walk in and they go, oh, thank God, it's not just me. I mean, I took that on board. Do you know what? I've never thought of that. <laughs> probably shouldn't have done. To my friends are probably coming over going, God, this is a state, doesn't she clean? But, no, but that's so, a little bit of... Yeah. Know. That's actually amazing. I'm yeah. going to take that on for the rest of my life, I think, now. Mm. It's true. You're doing them a favour. Yeah, because, yeah, you are. You are, because you don't know. They might not be telling you how they feel. No. They come around and they're like, oh, yeah. Because I would. dirty washing out, yeah. and all of a sudden... Yeah. And do you know what? I've got washing around my house all the time. I mean, if you're like, are you a mum if you haven't got piles and piles of washing? <laughs> yeah, we don't have to be perfect. Let's stop it. You know, let's stop. Let's stop. Houses haven't got to be immaculate. I think that's actually an adjustment for the partner as well, you know. Yeah. I think that was actually a big adjustment for Tommy. And, I, I'm, and looking back now, I think that's why Pat would have told him that. No, really? Know, looking back just to be like, <laughs> it's normal. Tommy, when you come home and the house isn't clean, yeah. you know, just pick up a brush yourself. It's fine. And it's true because before baby, you know, we weren't really that messy because yeah. it was only us. So I think that is probably an adjustment. And I've just, it's just clicked. I thought that's probably why she said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just to give him the, the heads up as yeah, well, yeah. you know. And also it takes pressure off me and it takes pressure off him. And it's just like, it's normal. Mm hmm. That's really good advice, that, actually. Okay. But yeah, that's what my letter would be. I like it. Um, we finished the podcast mm -hmm. on you completing three sentences. Okay. The first one is being a mum means. Being a mum means you are a superwoman. You find inner strength. And you shock yourself daily. Since having a child, I... Since having a child, I have realised and I've seen the world in a different light and I've took, I don't pressure myself as much. And I'm actually a really nice person. <laughs> <laughs> you do grow these new skills, don't you? Like with patience yeah. and things like that. And yeah, I completely understand that. Yeah. Uh, and finally, I'm happy when? I'm happy when I'm, I'm happy when a few things. I'm happy when I'm at home with Brody. Hmm. And I'm happy when I do something. And, you know, when Brody does something, it makes me happy because it's like, oh, I did that. <laughs> and it's a real sense of achievement yeah. and a real sense of, I'm proud of myself, actually. Yeah. Yeah, that, I think. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, it's been great, hasn't it? It's been it? lovely chatting. Thank Such you. Such a nice chat. I mean, I love talking. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have guessed. I, I imagine that was the hardest bit of your spinal block thing, is that I need to be quiet for a minute. That is exactly why. That's, that was the scariest bit, because I couldn't talk. Thank God I talk for a living. There we go. <laughs> no, but thank you for having me. Thank you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.